Thanks for downloading the Sunranto Show. For early and ad-free access to Sunranto, please become a subscriber at patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto, where you'll have access to not only this show early and ad-free, but also our daily Cubs pod, which lets you know what happened in the Cubs game and all the Cubs news that's fit to print on a daily basis. Patreon.com slash sunranto. Don't make me tell you again. Enjoy the show. Cubby's blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the love of old Lucy. Mucho Scali. Michael. Sunrento, Cotton, Sunrento, and the love of Olu Tears, Sunrento, And and his amazing dancing bathing suit. Hi, um, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. My name's Danny Rocket. I own a Cubs bathing suit, and I'm down here in Orlando, Florida, right now, um, broadcasting uh, live from 100 degree humidity and um, crocodiles. I believe there's alligators everywhere, ready to eat me. And uh, IFG's here uh, on the other side of our fine country. Yeah, I couldn't get away from Florida fast enough, and I went as far as I could. Yeah, you guys are about as far apart as you can be. <laughs> yeah, seriously, we're we're in like the corners of America right now. Um, yeah. So, uh, and and you're right in the smack dab in the middle, Michael Cotton. Yep, we've got a we've got a perfect line of sight going from Orlando straight to Seattle, right from through the Iowa City, Iowa. through the prairies. <laughs> Um, this is the Sun Ranto show brought to you by our 116 Patreon supporters and Blake Beard's tickets. If you want some incredible seats down the third baseline, um, contact at the Blake Beard Rogue Wave Creative is a sponsor of the show, branding, graphic design, web design, and the Cubs PS plus podcast, a North side numbers game. Thank them all for sponsoring the Sun Ranto show. You too could become a sponsor of the Sun Ranto show. Just contact me at sunranto at gmail.com and uh, let's talk all about it. Um, hashtag chance in the chat tonight. If you would like to win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom. And later on in the show, we might have a little Mai Tai guy. You know, he got into a little scrape at Sox Park. Did you guys hear about this? Yeah, I saw unfortunately. The Is he okay? Uh, he's on the mend. He had to get a couple stitches in his face. Um, some Sox fans got to him pretty good. And um, so he might be coming on the show in a little bit. Uh, he's at work right now. He's, he's playing hurt right now. And, uh, but he said if he can get away, he's going to come on the show, kind of tell us the whole story and, and tell us how he is. Because all these people are asking me, how's my tie guy? How's my tie guy? And I'm like, uh, I think he's okay. Let's have him on the show. He can tell us himself. Um, so that's, that may happen. I'm okay. I'm half promising, um, and also Billy DeVore is going to be on to talk about uh, the Reds who are coming to Wrigley to play the Cubs tomorrow. 
Um, and tonight at the end of the show, we're going to give away the Patreon prize of the month, which is an in the clutch shirt like this one uh, where Clark's flying oh. the W and uh, we're giving away one of those to a Patreon member and one very lucky Patreon member will be giving one of those. If you want to join, or you could have a shirt like this. Yeah, my, that's a good my, one. My shy feds. This is an in the clutch exclusive. I don't very know if it's cool. exclusive, but. Very cool. I'm I'm wearing a shirt. Um, as long as we're showing our shirts, I'm I'm got this shirt from a uh, Jake's right across the street from my house. It's Jake. It's Chicago style uh, hot dog. Uh, it's called Jake's. It's right by my house. I freaking love this shirt so much. What, what do you What do you wear tonight? I have. Jake. I'm wearing my Chicago Cubs jersey that I bought at Wrigleyville last year. It is Ooh. our very own Say Suzuki. Oh, that's wow. very cool. That's very cool. Um, so uh, what are you drinking? Now that we know what we're wearing, <laughs> black uh, socks. <laughs> yeah, I've got um, ooh, I've got more gay beer. I have uh, more love IPA from postdoc brewing. Um, they are uh, sales of this is supporting the pride foundation. Go to pridefoundation.org. And yeah, that's what I'm drinking. It's pretty good. Yeah. You got cotton. Uh, Emily, my wife, ordered my wife two roots uh, straight drank IPA. This is a actually a really good non-alcoholic IPA, and we it's really hard to find just in the store for some reason. It's like they keep getting it and it keeps selling out, and they haven't figured out that maybe they should just buy more of it. So well, they now, can't get it. What supply chain, man? Well, Emily just ordered it straight from the factory, and they just sent it to us. They sent us a a, a glass and a koozie and all sorts of crap with it, too. There's all like, right. thank you for ordering from us. Oh, it sounds like you got the direct line. Well, I'm I'm drinking coffee tonight because I've been traveling all day, and uh, I also have water, so I'm I'm bored. I'm I'm boring here, but I do have a Cub swimming suit, so I at least I've got that uh, going for me. Um, so uh, a lot happened this week. Cubs played really well against some pretty mediocre teams. They've gone 11 and five since the all-star break against two fourth place teams and two fifth place teams. And they're beating who they should beat for the most part. And it was a heck of a week. You know, the Cubs, they beat the White Sox. They went, uh, what, five and one on the week. They played six games. And since we last spoke and, um, I don't know. Should I should I be excited about this? Like they said, they're not selling belly. Like, well, I was just gonna say, the most I think the most exciting thing that happened was that the Cubs decided not to do anything in terms of selling. Right? Like they have decided not to sell, and that non decision, it like it's weird, right? Because like they made a decision to do nothing, and that's a good plan. Well, they made, the, they made the decision to do nothing, possibly, uh, based upon the play of the team since the All-Star break. And I got, and that's what I'm asking. Like, IFG, are you excited about this team right now? Do you think they're clicking? Is the excitement showing on my face? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Uh, since, since the break, they have played the Cardinals and then the White Sox, and then the Cardinals. So if you don't get a seven-game winning streak out of that, 
they lost two out of three against the Red Sox. Don't forget them. Yes, <laughs> exactly. An the above, one team that had a, a had an above five hundred record, they lost two out of three. But so we're in the the decision to keep Bellinger in a vacuum is honestly the opposite of information. Um, we don't know what they're planning to do with Stroman. They don't. We don't know if they're planning to attempt to extend Bellinger or just ride him out until the end of the year because the return market's really bad right now. Because nobody wants to overpay for a rental for a couple of months just to hit 500 and make the playoffs. Half the teams get in. It has completely destroyed the midseason trade market. Absolutely. Yeah, well- well, but then you do so you see the Mets just like, you know, having the garage sale and what they're doing is eating all the money and mm-hmm. that's and that's how they're getting the prospects. They're like, oh, okay, we'll we'll eat their money, you go, but we're gonna we want your best guy. And so like that's yeah. you're they're buying these dudes in a way. Right. And and the Cubs are not going to do that. Yeah. They're yeah, not right. gonna pay somebody else to let their players play on another team. Oh, they wouldn't um, even play, pay their players to play on their own team. Exactly. <laughs> so they're certainly not going to pay somebody to play somewhere else. Yeah. Um, well, unless your so, name's Jason Hayward, then they'll gladly well, pay you to go play. Well, the they should have paid him to leave a whole lot earlier than they did. Right. It was um, good for him and I guess good for them. Sure. So the decision to keep Bellinger is, is a non-decision that that doesn't tell us that they're going to attempt to extend Bellinger or just let him walk at the end of the year because he's absolutely going to decline any qualifying offer, which he should. Um, and then it doesn't tell us what they're planning on doing with Stroman. What it, what it's kind of telling me, it's like, you know, I'm not that excited. You beat the white Sox. Um, although they, these were all fun games. Like I will say I had a fun time watching baseball this week against the two rivals, you know, Hey, you had, anytime the Cardinals go home sad, I'm happy. Yeah. And yeah. the white Sox too. And, well, the only, the sad thing is that my tie went home sad from the hospital as well because of it all. So he, he was the sacrificial lamb for the whole thing, but like it was a fun week of baseball, winning all those games against rivals, even though they stink. And like, there was exciting, like, yeah, the Talkman catch, you had the say Suzuki robbing the grand slam you had uh miles michaelis acting like the ass hat of the freaking year um in getting ejected in the first inning like it was a fun week of baseball if you're sure. a Cubs fan but i and don't we deserve fun baseball absolutely so i'm totally swept up in the emotion of just that being fun and like you lose today and you're like okay we ran out of steam i understand you kind of had to get away daylight up out there or whatever it was but like you know, I'm wondering, is the Cubs winning all these games? Is that the like, is Jed now convinced? OK, we obviously it just took this long for this team to click and come together because we were talking about how they weren't clicking. They weren't clicking. And now and it, it made no sense. They're scoring more runs on the other team on average. Didn't matter. Run differential out the window. Does Pythagoras, you're the worst baseball historian of all time. But in the end, are they looking at the situation and being like, now this is the team we thought we had at the beginning of the year. This is the team that can compete. And, and we're just going to uh, ride this out the rest of the year with the guys we chose just to see what happens and not do anything. Yep. You know, Rich Blomquist uh, writes in Jed GPT because that is exactly what they're doing. And, no, I get what you guys are saying. The- I 
want to, I'm sorry, I'm over talking to you. I, I, I right. want to feel like Jed is smart enough to look at who we're playing at the time that we're playing. I just don't think that he is. I think he sees seven wins in a row and thinks, oh shit, this team has figured something out and not seven wins against a quad a bunch of nobodies who gave up two months ago. Like, I, I don't know that he's smart enough to realize what's going on. He there. couldn't get the Wilson deal done either, even though that was bonged by the Astros guy. But um, yeah, you know, but the, I, I really do but, feel but like sometimes no we're paying closer attention than the people who are being paid to. Here's here's the thing. Jed figured out exactly what we figured out like two weeks ago. I've been saying this in the discord for a little while. There are no trades for him to make that actually make this big league club better. Well, he, uh, I mean, no, no. If you get rid of Bellinger and you like, this is what I'm talking about. If you're making trades to no, get rid of Bellinger or Stroman or Hendricks, there is nothing you're getting back. That's going to make this club better. Right? Oh no. Well, and, and that's what I'm saying. No, I'm but, talking the Chicago team right now. No, it'd be prospects. They'd be getting prospects. And he, so he has figured that out that literally there's nobody he can bring in for any of those guys that's going to make the team better. It's only going to make the team worse. And this division is still winnable. So he realizes like, well, if these guys can actually get on a roll like they've been on right now, they might actually catch this division and be able to win. But here's the thing. Danny, you said it. The offensive numbers have been out of control compared to the wins, all that stuff. That's all Jed GPT and uh, Ross GPT. Those guys are the ones ruining these guys, like these games. That's why they're losing. Look, it, it's insane what they keep putting out on there, but if they just play this team, the team we have, the way it's supposed to be played, they can actually win this division and i think jed realizes well i might win the division with this team now the other piece of that is that uh listening to cubs ps plus mike waller brought up that they have to make room in the minor leagues for the guys that they just drafted they have to start moving guys around well, that's where they're going to actually maybe be able to put together a package to get a left-hand reliever or any reliever, really. And that's the only thing that's actually going to make this team any better right now and possibly get them into that playoffs. It's the only thing Jed can do is not do anything except for maybe that prospect for a reliever. That's it. Because anything else he does, looks terrible well i do want to talk cool. about uh, the the guys that we might get and the trades like in the second part of the show so if we get let's okay. talk about that it like if, to, to get into specific names anyway conceptually though um yeah go ahead ifg uh what were um, you gonna say oh i just saw bill Suga said in here in the chat he says so second round playoff loss then and oh, i really no. do think that yeah. that First round. First round. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I think I think that is I think that's a lofty goal, and I think that's probably the best we have to look forward to for the next few years. Yeah, it's well, the worst thing I've been saying too that the worst thing that could happen to this team 
is honestly for them to make the end of season tournament because that is what's going to allow Jed more time. You know, they're going to give it like if they don't make it this year, if they finish in third, like they are right now, cross your fingers. I'm hoping they jettison. Something will have to change. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, 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 you're right. Like that, you almost want them to fail so that heads roll. But the, the problem That's the I worst have part about being a Cubs fan right now. I love the winning. I love this streak. I am excited right now to watch these games, and yet I do not want them to save Jed Hoyer's job. I mean, I'm having fun. I think this was a fun week. Like I loved say it, you know, like I said, say a Rob in the grand slam. I loved the Michaelis moment, sad stuff for Wilson getting hit in the head and stuff like that. And that's what resulted in all that stuff. But, um, you know, but it's, it's not like, really, I'm having I mean, fun, it, but he, he wasn't even hurt. No, I, it, and he was back out there the next day, but no, I'm just saying that like, I'm enjoying that, but I don't trust this stretch of baseball as being like, we are this, we are back. This is what we're waiting for. Like I, I, and I don't think the reds are going to be some like crazy buzzsaw coming in. They're not playing the, their best of the year right now. Um, you know, well, if, if they are, I think that tells us everything, you know well, what I mean? They're like, not. If, I mean, if they come in and just, no, I, I, I think, you know, Cubs have a, 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 you know, an okay shot of winning the series. They're playing well right now. They're do, you know, they have an okay shot of winning the series against the Reds. They have an okay shot of actually catching that team. But what I'm saying is if the Reds come in and absolutely dominate the Cubs and the Braves the series, right after, then you're like, Oh my God, we had no, I like they are worse than we thought. Yeah. Cause the Reds already swept us. If you recall, Yes, this, they this, have swept us. This very team, in fact, the Reds are better than they were when they swept us. Because, <laughs> right, you know, and we'll get into this uh, with Billy. But uh, this dude, Andrew Abbott, looks like a, a a damn beast out there right now. And that's the first guy the the Cubs have to face. And guess what? They've never seen him. Yeah. He's a really good pitcher, and the Cubs have never seen him. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound good. Go great. But uh, before we get to that, are we going to talk a little bit about the games? A little bit about the White Sox here. Well, well, well we get. To, I, here's the only thing I really want to talk about in terms of the the White Sox is is a like uh, fuck the White Sox and fuck their fans. They are the dumbest motherfuckers in the world. And like, look at this, like this freaking clown. It is six to two, like halfway through the game, and Sox on thirty fifth, who's got like tons of followers and stuff, starts starts chirping. He's like, "Imagine getting blown out by a team that's forty one and sixty one, just enjoying it so much." Like it was six to freaking two in the middle of the game. Well, guess what happens? Comes come back when this guy takes the big freaking L. So I just wanted to point out that because like they were chirping the whole time that game, and I'm like, "What are you chirping about?" You're a terrible team. Your, your window is shut on your heads. Like shut up. And like, they're just not nice to Cubs fans. So, and and that was hilarious that literally everybody had the receipts and just kept piling on. And and the white Sox were so bad that they traded Joe Kelly. They traded, um, somebody else. They Uh, traded five guys the next day. Or not Lance Lynn, Lucas Giolito. Did yeah. they trade Lance Lynn? Yeah, no, Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn, too. They and Joe oh, yeah, that's right. Went, He's a Dodger the now. Dodgers. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah. Lucas Giolito. Yeah. 
They traded uh, their entire team after after the Cubs just like kicked their butts. And I'm surprised that Tim Anderson is still there because he looks miserable, it, it, well, except for he hit his first home run of the year the other day. Did I see that? Ooh, I don't know. The That's, year? The wow. year. Yeah. I think I saw that unless it was like some deep fake. I was a little surprised too. I was like, <laughs> is this real? I'm like, is this from this year? <laughs> I like how Danny's like, it's, it's more likely that he's got zero and that was a deep fake. Listen, I I was watching some TED talk. My about, God, it was his first one. Yeah, I was watching. Season. I was watching a TED talk about how like this is the year that you can never believe anything you see or hear, hear anymore because you can make fake somebody's voice. You can fake it's them talking. You can all of it can be fake. And so like that's why I don't know. Like you could deep fake like with AI. Like show me the announcers talking about Tim Anderson's first home run of the year. Like you can make this is. It's even worse than that. His last home run before the one that he hit, was it yesterday? The yeah. last one before that was July 15th of 2022 against the Minnesota Twins. Oh, so he and Madrigal must have worked off season together. Clearly. <laughs> How do you go a whole year without hitting a home run by accident? Yeah, especially, I mean, he's got, he's not like a, a slugger, but he's got power, you know. No, but he hits 10 to 15 a year. Yeah. Like, that's just sure. like a normal thing. So for him to go an entire year with nothing, that's surprising. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. And so, yeah, so we beat the White Sox. We don't really have to go, like, into that. If you, if you want to hear us, like, riff for hours and hours about these games individually, you have to be a Patreon supporter and listen to Cubs Pod because, Good like, God, I went way... <laughs> I, I did a 40-minute yeah. <laughs> recap the other day. Saturday morning, Saturday. I was just like – or not Saturday. Yeah, Saturday morning. So, but let's let's talk about this card series. And oh, let's- hold on, hold on. Let me read my poem about these uh, oh, white yeah. socks oh, before okay. we get out of here. All right, here we go. Wait, do you need music? Now, fuck the music. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Crosstown Cup for City Pride. Contest starts on the south side. Cubs on a run. Three straight one. Keep that going is great fun. Hot as hell in the old cell. Cubs hitting dongs like ringing a bell. Timing's right. Say on the wall. Bringing back Moncada's Moncada's ball. 17 and two. White Sox are through. Chicago's painted cubby blue. Yeah, baby. We're, we're well on our way to the Crosstown Cup, that no, the, the trophy that nobody gives a brass ass about. <laughs> Do you remember when it was sponsored by BP and then they spilled oil everywhere like the same year? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> the the very year they that spring, they're like, BP, we're and then I I think it was when the the it broke under the Gulf of Mexico or something like that. They had a, yeah, that was there. almost as bad for Florida tourism as Ron yeah. DeSantis. <laughs> I'm here. Just as greasy. Uh, right. But the reason you're there is because somebody backed out of going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like third choice to be in this room right now. Um, and, and we're your third choice of Cubs podcast. So uh, we're pretty much uh, consistent if nothing else, but uh, let's talk about uh, Miles Michaelis. <laughs> That was crap. So, I mean, everybody saw it. So I didn't even need to say what happened because everybody that's watching this show already knows what happened of him getting thrown out of the game after hitting half in the butt. But um, what do you think about the suspension aspect of it? Um, I hate pitcher suspensions. 
Because when you suspend a pitcher for five games, that's one start. That's not an actual suspension. Unless it's a reliever. Well, unless it's a reliever, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about a starter. It's one start he's going to miss. Now, the only, so it's not a suspension so much as it is a fine. He's getting fined five game checks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's he, And he clearly already decided that he was okay with that at the point he attempted to throw a five-ounce rock at somebody's head at velocity. Yeah, because well, first he when, buzzed him. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. He buzzes him, right? And I immediately thought, I is he? Wow, what a dick. Like, you know, giving a message, whatever, but, you know, whatever. It's over. What was inappropriate? And the next one, he doubles down and hits him. And I'm like, what are you thinking? Like, just the the first one did everything you needed it to do. You didn't need to throw the second one, I except like- for to prove that you could do it. I like what Brett Taylor said about it on Bleacher Nation. He's like, he goes, he throws the first one and then he hits him with the second one. But he, which, but he, uh, but he's such a bad pitcher. He had to hit, he had to throw another one, you know, or something like that. I, I just told the joke terribly wrong, but basically it was JD like, he's such a it, bad pitcher. He t- it took him two tries, basically. It, well, I think JD called Ryan it a Dempster. mishap on camera. <laughs> that's what ryan dempster talks about when uh he hit alex rodriguez and i think it took him three pitches yeah he did um the uh look but he at got the, cheered miles michaelis i i was looking up stuff about him and he they call him lizard the lizard king because he ate a lizard in down at um spring training just i don't know i mean okay it's, it's, what a weirdo yeah and, and and Nobody why did he? Him Lizard King. And that's first, a, it, it was so obviously not intentional for Hap to hit Contreras with his backswing there. Like, yeah, it just yeah. was. And and that. So I can see that. I mean, I never think a guy anybody should be throwing at anybody. You know, the the beanball game is stupid. It just gets retaliatory. And wh- where does it end? But uh, but if anything, there are reasons that you do it and reasons you don't do it. And this was not a reason to do it really in any way, shape or form. No. It was the most unintentional thing in the world. And uh, you know, that's what made him look like an idiot. And then like in the locker, he's like, well, I guess they saw what they saw. And, I, and I'm like, dude, it was the most obvious thing in the world to everybody. I, in the I world. guess it's, they saw it. Yeah. Everyone saw it. Yeah. <laughs> it's very simple. Miles Nicholas got up there and said, I want to try to hurt somebody today. And this is the excuse I'm going to use to do it. Well, and I mean, he's like, I mean, like, have yeah, clearly, he tried clearly to hurt him on the first throw They hugged it out right there. And Nicholas simply took it upon himself to try to do somebody physical damage without any good cause whatsoever. Frankly, he should be fucking arrested. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and here's the thing. The only reason that Wilson even came out of that game was because he got a cut on his head and and unfortunately i had to listen to shit bambi talking about this because he has no fucking real world experience in anything ever anywhere and he's like i can't believe how much it's bleeding i can't believe it It must be really bad no you get the tiniest little cut on your skull and it bleeds terribly because there's nothing there but like veins and bone and there's nothing like it just bleeds quick and a lot it happens to everybody i've it has happened 
to me a number of times. It doesn't hurt. It's just a little cut. It's like nothing. Wilson didn't want to come out. The the they Cardinals had to do it because the it was going to take too long for them to get that blood to stop. And yeah. it's my understanding that the uh, the solve for it, like he didn't even need stitches. They butterflied it closed and glued it shut, which I had done once um, yeah. when I got into a bicycle accident when I was a oh. kid, and it's really not that bad. I was I've never li- had stitches in my head. I was listening to. Uh, to uh pat and ron to talk about that and i i don't think that pat or ron had ever heard of using glue to glue a wound shut like that and he oh, was he was laughing hysterically he's like hey they use glue on his head he was dying laughing yeah yeah they were laughing they did say elmer's they thought it was elmer's Oh my uh, God. I, but I thought I thought it was hilarious because the Cardinals announcers, they were like, I can't believe they threw him out. That's ridiculous. Thrown out of the game without even issuing warnings. And then um, Luis Medina, he uh, tweeted this out. Um, uh, and it's like, this is my like a TFC chip of Chip Carey saying, um, they just threw John Wilkes Booth out of the theater. And Brad Thompson says, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate yeah yeah that is it's Homer. it's insane anybody who saw that and didn't like understand why they were throwing him out of the game like look if he throws one pitch and the pitch that hit him in the butt was not like a brutal like it was a because he had to settle down to try and throw it or else he is going to miss again that was not that bad a pitch to hit somebody in the butt not too painful if that's but, the only one that hits him, he probably gets a warning. But he yeah. threw one up and inside first and missed and then did it again. And so there's no possible way that you can claim that it wasn't intentional. And you have right. to leave for that. And this is a team in total disarray right now because that is the first game of the series. You're setting a tone. It's the first inning of the first game of the series. And then after that, the Cubs scored three runs in that inning. There were two outs at that point. They could have got, he did, you know, like they just don't care about <laughs> winning right now. And it was very obvious. And they ended up winning that game 10 to three. And like it was and over because, after the first. And because Ian Happ scored that run and the Cubs never trailed, uh, Michaelis gets the L. <laughs> he gets the loss. Pitcher Good. wins, pitcher losses. He gets the loss on that one because he was a freaking idiot. He deserves the L for that stupid looking mustache, which I loved what you said, Michael, about he, he said Patrick Wisdom shaved off his mustache because he saw Michaelis looking like such an idiot that he's the like very oh, no. next like, day. Oh, does that is that what that looks like? Ugh. We have been talking about Patrick Wisdom's stupid freaking mustache he looks like an idiot out there and he looks out there and he goes oh my god is that what i look like like i don't know something dawned on him and he shaved it before the next game and i i am notably generally historically very pro mustache but patrick wisdom please don't do that anymore (laughs) and how about us getting our buzz kicked by lars newtbar just like the guy's just home. Oh. He's got our number for forever. The you know the Cardinals. If anybody, they should sign him to a long term extension because he will be a thorn in our side. Like lead off homer just every time he plays. Like what the hell? Thirty percent really of all his homers this year have come off the Cubs. 
Yeah, he loves because it. Because he only has 10, and he's hit three against the Cubs. And he's one of those Cubs killers that, like, I kind of have trouble hating for some reason because his name oh, yeah, is Marzuk. Yeah, exactly. They love him in Korea. Oh, I, hate, or, I no, hate him more Japan. because Japan, Japan. Yeah, you play for Team Japan, right? Come on. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. So well, let's talk about old Lars Newtbar and what his option, like how he got these two home runs in this game. Because they bring up Wisniewski, right? Wisniewski comes up. He's gotten stretched out in AAA. That was the whole point. Get stretched out, start, get good, come back, right? They bring him back to start this game, and Newt Bar crushes him for a homer. Oops. Wisniewski was not perfect. He was not great, but he made it through the first two innings with only that solo shot. The first guy he faced, he sort of settled down. He got into it. It was all fine. But then Ross GPD says, no, this was going to be an opener situation. 100%. We do not care what's happening in the game. Doesn't matter what's happening in the game. It's two innings. That's it. We're not doing it anymore. And they pull Wisniewski. Here's my issue with it. The idea of having an opener is so that your guy that you want to take all the innings doesn't start the game against the first batter. I disagree that that's the reason, though. No, that is they, they want him to ease into the game without facing these guys right away so that they can get into the game more. Why not and- ease them in at the bottom of the order? Or why not that, ease it? No, that what, is or, the what, point. But, but or because, why not ease him in at the top? I mean, he's got to face him eventually. I mean, I, I th- I'm just saying, like, it, you know, I, I think the the point of an opener in in many ways is so that you can get multiple guys to go multiple innings, and you're it's basically like a new way to say bullpen game, and no, the, make the a starter opener. and move him to your pen and get as much as you can out of him because he is stretched out. Now, what I do agree with you on is that Hayden Wisniewski should have just been given that start. And not been used as an opener. I would rather see him get that start and and maybe even go with a six man rotation and and like and do things at the back end of the of the rotation that we were saying they should do before the season started. Like let's take this, let's go, let's do like openers, let's do this sort of thing. But let's. But I agree with you too, Michael. In that they do not watch the game; they're not you know figuring out what's going on. Uh, Within the game, they've already saying you're doing two innings and you're doing four innings and you're doing four innings, and they never he never takes guys out at the right time or puts them in at the right time. Like he gives the dirty innings instead of the clean innings, and never goes well. Like they make Fulmer get the last out of the inning, then they bring him back out and he just walks everybody. Like you know they do that incorrectly because I don't think there's no feel for the actual game. I that I agree with you, but at the same time it's like. You know, well, I want okay. them to so here's here's the opener like idea it. is that you get a guy in there for only a couple innings and he can just fireball hard as much as he wants and, and throw his arm out completely to get yeah. through those first two innings, whereas a starter can't do that, right? Right. And you get through that the first six guys, hopefully, and then you get seven, eight, nine, and that's when your your uh your second guy who you're hoping to go longer. He comes in, eases through on those guys, and then works through the lineup. That's how I think it's supposed to work. Yeah, but it's, it's basically gets... like it's basically like trying to avoid first inning Kyle Hendricks. Yes, but then you get so you get Wisniewski faces nine batters, 
and they immediately pull him. And that just puts Smiley up against Newbar, the start of the lineup anyway. And what does Newbar do? But go beep on him. Yeah. Like, just home run. And I'm losing my mind. I'm just like, who makes that decision? Now, Danny, what you're saying is right. Wisniewski should have gotten that start. He should have been allowed to go at least four innings. And then you start to to check what's happening in the game. I'd rather and then you piggyback. Bring in Smiley to get four innings. Right. It's it's no, about- green. And then you get eight innings out of two guys. And, and this is what I wanted to go. say. What, what I think the, the starter thing is about, or, or a piggyback situation, maybe a piggyback thing is more like this, that you don't want the third time through the order. And you know, and and I think some- they should do a piggyback and not an opener. And a starter is is you don't want the second time through the order, you know. It, it, I kind feel of- like, yeah, I, I know it's a little bit more of the religion side than the science side, but I really do think that whoever starts the game should be the one that takes themselves out. And but what I mean by that is like, hey, if they're doing pretty good, maybe keep them in a little bit longer. Hey, if they're not doing all that hot, let's go ahead and pull them now. You know, I, I think that they scripting it out so out that like he sees the order one time and then we're going to pull him. I don't know that that is the best way to make the decision. Yeah, no, I, I think. Well, and I know you have to plan ahead, like it, in some ways you have to figure out, it, it, get a guy up stretching, you know, tell him maybe before, hey, I'm thinking this today that you'd face this guy. Well, I mean, I know they're having these conversations, but like. At least I hope they are, because we are. So they should be. But uh, but I, I don't know. I like the idea of the opener. I like the piggyback. I I don't mind them doing that with the back end, especially because it gets Wisniewski's feet wet. If you can find the right matchups for him, if you could find the right matchups for Smiley, even team wise, like hey, you know, Strowman does not match up against the Cardinals well. Now we're done with the Cardinals this year, but hey, maybe never pitch. Strowman against the Cardinals like it's a bad idea so whatever you have to do to line up your rotation that way whether you skip a start or move him back or do a bullpen game or whatever you got to do we've got arms like that you've got Assad on this team you've got Wisniewski on this team you even Fulmer can do too now you know he's a former starter so you've got this and they're just starting to do it now see Fulmer, Fulmer is in my opinion an opener Whereas Wisniewski is a piggyback a starter, a piggyback start slash starter. Yeah, I'm I'm just saying how you're using them. If you're going to use them in the first inning, yeah, you're never going Fulmer beyond two innings because that's not what he does. Whereas Wisniewski absolutely should have gotten another chance. Luckily, well, in this game, uh, we had mustacheless um, wisdom crushing a home run to. Beautiful. To cut a lot the of homers, man. Morell hit a homer. Hap hit a homer. Yeah. Uh, Talkman hit a homer. I mean, uh, th- I mean, this week, you know, well, Gomes. Right. And then wasn't really that the end of the game? Where was that the game that Talkman saved? Yeah. Okay. We're we're gonna have to break in real quick. We have breaking news here because <laughs> we have my tie guy with us tonight. Uh, Chris, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, see. How are you? Can we can we uh, get a, a sound check here? I'm doing okay. A uh, little mumbly bumbly still, but I'm on solid food, so that's a positive. Yeah. Hey. So uh, let me just describe to the podcast listeners. Uh, 
my tie, your lip is quite swollen. You got like a bit of a swollen cheek. It looks like they split your lip pretty good. Um, now I asked you a lot of people asking me how you are. So let's just start there. How you doing? How you healing? Um, I'm doing great though so far. Uh, you know, just another blip on the radar in the life of the Mai Tai guy. Uh, good to see IFG and uh, Cotton out there. Always good to see your face too, there, Danny. Uh, I apologize for not coming on a little bit earlier, uh, but no, I'm I'm doing better, healing up, hoping to get the, the uh, sutures out here in the next couple of days. And I think I'm gonna, I think I'm going to take Monday off and hope to get to the park back on Tuesday. Now, have you heard from the White Sox on this? I I know. We had kind of heard that the White Sox had talked to you a little bit about this. Have you heard any more from them? Uh, I have not yet. I'm waiting to hear from a uh, the insurance adjuster. Uh, I reached out. We had, a, we had a friend of ours uh, get hurt a few years ago at White Sox Park. So they had a, 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 a contact for me to get a hold of. So uh, I reached out to them, and uh, the ball is rolling currently. So I'm hoping everything gets taken care of. I can't say for sure, uh, but fingers crossed. Um, are you are you open to giving us a, a little rundown of, of what exactly happened? I, I just remember seeing the picture of you in the hospital on Twitter, and I've been terribly worried. Uh, well, thank you very much for your concern. Greatly appreciate it. I know I've had a lot of people reaching out, so uh, I'm doing well, like I said, so far. Uh, no complications, nothing, uh, nothing worse has happened. Again, just trying to heal up. Uh, yeah, no, uh, me and Blue Jeff decided to go to the game on Wednesday night, had some great seats in left fields, uh, ran into some, uh, season ticket holders from the Cubs there. Uh, everyone's having a good time. A lot of ribbon going back and forth. Cubs fans, Sox fans, we're all kind of just having a good time, enjoying the game. Uh, you know, third, fourth inning, I decided to go get another beer, uh, getting a little hungry. So I said, oh, let me stop at the bathroom real quick. It didn't look too busy. So I jump in. And uh, a couple guys are horsing around. They're, they're punching each other. They're kicking each other. One of the guys bumps into me. I say, hey, well, hey, calm down, guys. Let's go to the washroom. We, we got a ball game to watch. The guy says, what did you say? I said, hey, man, look at Move the line along. That's, that's all I'm saying, man. You guys are over here playing with each other. T- take it somewhere else. Take it back to your seats or something like that. And before I could even get that out, whap, right in the face. Oh, my God. Man, and then uh, yeah, so that so just totally jump blindsided, and just like it's, and you know, it's, it makes me so sad because it's freaking baseball. It's not like we're at like the boxing match or like some gladiator fight or or something that's well, like you know, a football game. Like I know yeah, they tend to get a little ruckusy there. Sure, uh, and uh, I mean in soccer, they have to the different fans have to sit sit in different sections of sure, the, the, the hooligans, the hooligans, the soccer hooligans. Yeah, those guys they 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 look for they look for fights. You know, I'm not I'm never out there looking for a fight. You've seen me, you've seen video of me. I know people that that have watched the show, people that have seen me. I'm breaking up fights in the bleachers. I'm not starting them. Yeah, there's no fighting in the bleachers. We all know oh, that's that. What, that's what I try to tell people, but they still want to fight. I, I I don't understand. I don't know what else to do. Maybe I should just walk away more and not show up the games. Well, I'm not going to have fun like that. I, I'm, I'm not going to do it. Uh, yeah, I don't get paid to do it. And that's what they told me last time at Wrigley, at least. They said, hey, man, thanks for helping us out, but we don't want to see you get hurt. Well, this time I got hurt. Well, yeah. but it didn't sound like you really had a, a, an opportunity to back off. Like, you know, like I could have gone to another washroom. I, I could have, you know, I mean, I could have gone and I had food first. And sure. I, in retrospect, you can go ahead and say what you did or didn't do wrong. But at the end of the day, it is what it is, and I'm stuck with the consequences as is. Yeah. That sucks. Well, Pre- some people pay a whole lot of money to get their 
lips uh, filled sure. in. Sure, like right, so. right. <laughs> That's one hundred percent right. Absolutely. You need, yeah, you need to re- reach out to Kim Kardashian's people and see <laughs> if you could be on the show. Right, right. Next thing I know, I'll be uh, living large, my own reality show. You know. Um, have they caught the guys who did this? Uh, to my knowledge, no. Uh, when I spoke to the representative from the Sox, uh, she said she would be investigating the incident, and then I should be expecting uh, uh, someone to contact me from the insurance agency to uh, follow up. So I'm hoping my Monday. Uh, like I said, I want to be proactive. I didn't want to just sit on my hands and cross my fingers that uh, a bill will automatically be paid. So uh, I, I said, let me go ahead and reach out, especially since I had the contact information. I'm assuming with the weekend, the insurance people aren't in the offices. So uh, I'm hoping for an e- email or a phone call on Monday. If not, I'm going to reach out to them in the afternoon just to go ahead and, again, start getting that ball rolling and uh, not sit here idly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's, I'm really sorry that happened to you. And, like, you know, uh, just uh, hope you just heal up, buddy. You know, I just, it, I just hate that this – this is uh this befell you and uh, fuck the White Sox and their fans. <laughs> hey, how about that? Well, you know, no, no, I, there's, I, I have a few friends uh, that are White Sox fans. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it, it, that's a part about growing up in Chicago. You know, uh, I don't want to bash all their fans, but the ones that every every fan uh, every fan base is going to have a group of people that just suck. That's just how it is. Doesn't matter what sport, doesn't matter what city. That's just how it is. Uh, so you got to you got to take the. Roll with the punches, like I said, and unfortunately, I got actual punches instead of uh, literal punches. Well, excuse yeah. me, the other way around. Excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> well, th- thanks for coming on. I'm gl- I'm I'm glad you you're doing okay and you're on the mend. And I'll I'll see you back out there in the bleachers, man. Sounds great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Really appreciate it. Best of luck to you all. Have a great weekend, and we'll catch up to you soon. We'll let you get back to work. Love you. All right. Cheers, guys. Love you guys. Thanks. Thanks, my time. Man, that sucks. It, but but you're right. Those lip fillers, like I, I'm I'm down here in uh, Orlando right now. I see people, women by the pool, looking like that, <laughs> like all over the place. You know, mm, wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> is that what that stuff's called? Mm-hmm. So, um, what else about this uh, this series? Cubs hit a lot of home runs. The pitching was pretty good. Um, I think that's pretty much uh, it about what happened i mean it would kind of suck to well lose we have today to, but i wasn't but we shocked. have to look we have to look at this right yeah that's the talkman catch yeah we got to talk i mean it was so, so exciting i mean that was a walk-off that was a walk-off home run right there yep it, it would have been but instead and this is what's amazing was it was a walk-off catch and i mean just the whole game switched on this the yep. you know the cardinals are ready to just pour out on the their field and get excited and rip the jersey off of their guy all that kind of stuff and talkman just takes that shit away said no yeah man I truly appreciate that for once it's the Cubs who have found a dude from the randomest of places <laughs> and turned him into a secret weapon against the Cardinals. Yeah. Okay and you know I wanted to ask about this uh, maybe you people in the uh, in the chat can help. Didn't wasn't it? Maybe it was even John Jay back in or no, it was I think it was a, a rookie, but it was back in 2017, I think, that robbed a home run and 
it wasn't a walk. Like it was the end of the game, but he robs the home run and the Cardinals lose and they're out. Like that's that, that was the, the one that knocked them. They had no chance for the playoffs after, after oh, that. Oh yeah. Yeah. There was who a were, So who was yeah. that? Anybody right. remember it was, it was 17 or 18, but like it knocked him out of the running. Yeah. I remember the, the center fielder jumped, stole a home run and they won the game. And that was the end of the Cardinals season. They still had games to play, but they were yeah. no longer in the run they were anymore. Eliminated, yeah. Um, Somebody yeah. says it's Leonis Martin. Yeah, Leonis Martin. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, Leonis Martin. Yes, awesome. Uh, Lion wow. Martin. There's uh, a guy's guy to remember. Uh, and and the other thing about Talkman's catch is that he had done that as a giant at Dodger Stadium. And he's like one of the only players to ever catch a walk-off catch twice. That's amazing. Yeah, I guess yeah. the one with the um, the Giants against the Dodgers uh, wasn't like a walk-off the game. They were tied at the time, so the game went into extras. Okay. And uh, and the Giants ended up winning. So it wasn't quite it wasn't quite the same, but it did prevent the Dodgers from getting a walk-off home run, which gotcha. anytime the Dodgers are sad, I'm happy. So, yeah. <laughs> well, and then we saw – the next the next night uh and i'm and i'm blanking on the cardinals center fielder i believe is joe smith no wasn't it tight pants o'neill yeah tight pants o'neill jumped he ran looked put his foot up on the wall and jumped to try and steal a home run that night and absolutely missed (laughs) just did not time it at all and it he you know, by the time he got up, it was past his glove. I, I don't know if it was tight pants on the, I'm just, I'm, it could have been, was it Dylan Carlson? They're all the same. They're all the, the made in they're, that. Yeah. The, they're fat Jesus hair. They look yeah, so stupid. Tipper O'Neill and Mark <laughs> so, Carlson. And then, so, then you get Lars Newtbar out of nowhere. So I've got an idea. How about we just take a little break here and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more about trades. I, I, I want to talk about maybe a lefty the Cubs could get um, and let's just get all our thoughts about some of the trades that have happened in the majors so far and what it means. Um, I mean, besides nothing, it all be all, all everything ultimately means nothing, but, um, but all right, before the commercial, let's ride out on the poem. Okay. Let's, let's get it. South of the South side Cubs riding high five hot nights, but bats shiver. Cards lose it on the river. Villains wear the stash. Steel wins the match. Burleson wants a walk off, but Talkman said, fuck off. Tyone with the good night. Hap kills Wainwright. A Sunday, Dunday, the gateway getaway. Cubs lose the sweep on the Ross GPT. And on that, we'll be right back. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball oligarch Ricketts family. 
Just one dollar a month can buy a scorecard. Five dollars a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song, and ten dollars a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Ranter levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts. Plus, eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money for tickets and beer. Go to Patreon.com/sunranto. That's Patreon.com/sunranto, and become a Super Ranter today. And in the commercial break, I've just been told from our producer that, Michael, you have been traded to the new Nasty Boys podcast. You are now going to be podcasting about the Reds, and uh, IFG and I will be now podcasting with Cash Considerations, who's coming (laughs) to replace you on the show. So uh, happy trails, my friend. (laughs) The only frustrating part about that is that I'm going to have to like eat some pizza with chili and a hot dog and sort of, sort of crazy shit all over it. I hope Billy brings chili dogs to the show tonight. He'll be on in a little bit talking about the reds, but uh, first let's talk about trades. Um, Belly's off the market. I, I think that I know IFG, you didn't seem to be too, too fond of that idea or like you kind of wanted him traded maybe or what did no, you no, no, no. i i just said that in a vacuum um just without any more information on what the going ahead plan is uh announcing that cody bellinger is not going to be traded isn't really information at all um now it does mean that we'll have cody bellinger until the end of the season that doesn't tell us that they want him on the team enough to try to buy him out of free agency, which I mean, third largest market in baseball, they can absolutely talk with Scott Boris long enough and come up with a number that makes Cody Bellinger not attempt the free agency market, which if you want Cody Bellinger next year, you should probably be doing. Yeah. I'm, I'm with the IFG. Everybody keeps saying it's, Scott Boris, so of course he's not going to sign an extension. Well, that's not true at all. Scott Boris has guys sign extensions if the teams come to the numbers that make sense for the player. Like exactly, Scott Boris is not going to turn down something that's a good offer. Yeah, Scott Boris. People seem to forget that Scott Boris is ultimately an employee of Cody Bellinger's. Yeah, Cody Bellinger doesn't do what Scott Boris says. Scott Boris does what Cody Bellinger what is in Cody Bellinger's best interest. And if Cody Bellinger says, I really want to stay in Seattle, in uh, Chicago, and this is the number that will keep me there, then it's Scott's job to get a little, probably a little bit more than that number. Well, and Bellinger's playing great in Chicago, so why would he, as a player, want to screw that up when, you, when it's going great at Wrigley Field? You know, right. he's playing well, he's having an awesome season, and, you know, he, why, why would he want to... Uh, 
uh, change that. Um, I like what Alfie Campos writes in. Boo, I wanted prospects. <laughs> no prospects for you. <laughs> we have like four levels of minor league we, baseball. Go watch them. We have many a prospect right now that we need to see play out. Like all you're going to do is have prospects blocking prospects. Like, I mean, uh, if you were really going to get some high-end ready-for-the-majors young guy, you know, out of uh, Marcus Stroman or Bellinger, then, you know, I think hey, that – Maybe they'd be as good as Marcus Stroman or Bellinger, and you know we need guys like that on the okay. team. So, exactly. <laughs> what if we just kept Marcus Stroman and Bellinger and um, just bypassed the whole prospect thing? How well, about that, that? That's the thing I, I've been hearing people talk about, too, uh, and we and I've been discussing this – over on the discord and anybody who is listening to this, if you're not a Patreon member, that's why you don't know about this discord. It is great. People have good, like smart baseball conversations. We aren't yelling at each other. We're having heated discussions sometimes, but always very respectful. It's actually a really great group. And we're talking about these things and people are saying like, go get Candelario. It's like, why we don't need a third baseman. What we actually need is a first baseman or a center fielder so that then Bellinger can play one or the other instead of both. Instead of going back and forth, we get a first baseman or a center fielder, then that puts Bellinger in one spot. And then if they ever figure out, if you just put Morrell in one position, he'll start to figure it out. Look at the game today. First hit to him. Totally did not judge it right. He didn't know whether to try and catch it or to take it on the bounce, and it ate him up. Yep. Learned his lesson. After that, that catch, the uh, Knizner ball off the wall that he barehanded and fired into Dansby and then to Horner and get Knizner a second, that was amazing. That was amazing. Yeah. And then the catch where he fell over the wall, like – he he's an athlete. He's like maybe the best athlete on this team. He could play anywhere. I can't understand why third base is not one of the places he can play. He, he's scary out there. And I'll say this much is that, uh, and this is a little off topic, uh, but Madrigal, I thought was looked great. He's really come around. He's really talking about learning to play third base. Like his arm has improved. Imagine his, his if you improved, let you know? the most athletic most exciting, most fun player play as much at third base as they've but I, let. No, I said Madrigal. You, I know you did. And yeah. I'm saying if you let Morell do what Madrigal did, Morell would be that guy. If you, had given, if you had given Christopher Morell the time at third base that you gave to Miles fucking Mastroboni. Or who is that? Who's in the minors now, by the way. Who is so. that? It, the the dude that we had last year that they just let play third base all the time. I don't even think he's on the team now. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, the guy from the – McKinstry. McKinstry. They oh, let McKinstry yeah. play third base for like a half a year. Yeah, just and to give him a shot. They've given Morrell four starts there. Yeah. Um, but uh, – how about this though? That somebody asked in the in the chat here, and I did want to bring this up about uh, what if Stroman doesn't bounce back? And like, I wonder about how much of this whole trade situation is kind of eating at Stroman, but he hasn't been good for his last bunch of starts. Um, you know, he's really been been pretty bad. But uh, when to be you- fair, he was okay against. 
He had one in, good in his start out of five. Three, in his last three good. starts, he had one good one, then two real bad ones. So, Damn, yeah. I wonder if not knowing what team he's going to be playing for next week is eating at him at all. Well, well he's he about having to call fucking movers again. God knows I hate calling movers. I mean, he could he could just uh, sign, and this is kind of what I want to bring up, because he's got the option. Uh, yeah. And, and if he plays bad the rest of the year, like, then no – nobody even wants that option. Like he started out good. And then, you know, who knows? He got a blister and everybody's like, no, I don't want you anymore. Now he's going to take his $22 million option. And he'd be back on the Cubs. Cause that'd be the best deal he could get. So did you see the Scherzer deal that happened? And part of it was contingent on the fact that he would go to the Rangers as long as he would stay with the Rangers and pick up the option. And he was like, I don't want to do that. And then he was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. And then he did it. And he's going to be on the Rangers next year. Like they're picking up a big chunk of that. Like, Something yeah, like the, the Mets are basically paying Mets for are paying it. Because they got a top prospect in the deal. Now, Well, and the, also because Daddy Warbucks over there is Daddy Warbucks. And he's like, eh, I already consider that money spent. Who cares? It's just money. I got lots of that. And Sunk cost. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, and he has actually come out and said that he views all of his existing contracts as sunk costs. So that lets anybody know who wants to trade with the Mets that they're going to eat salary. You're going to get a player effectively for free if you give up a whatever prospect. But and, but I'm just wondering how that relates to the Stroman deal. Like, so the sure not at deal- all because. We don't have people who are like, please take our player plus money and give us really good players in return. Yeah, because yeah. Tom Rick is. We are going to get the mystery that. box instead. We're going to get, hey, I have a, a lightly used reliever who is not quite back from Tommy John surgery. Would you like this? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Bring him in. <laughs> Let's we see have we lots of those. He can join the party. We got all these raw stuff, guys. You um, can pick up half of that contract and we'll give you this top prospect or we'll pave the, the whole contract and you can have your choice of our four Tommy John guys. The, so uh, not only did the White Sox also trade everybody after we played them, but the Cardinals did too. They uh, traded everybody as well. They traded... Uh, two Jordans, a Hicks and a Montgomery. <laughs> they traded yeah. them both. They traded. Well, Christian- we knew that Jordan Hicks was going to happen today when uh, Joe, Jojo, Mojo, Jojo Romero. Yeah. Jojo Romero. Yeah. Is he- this the guy who got the save today, right? Yeah. The guy who got the save. He came out and first, they were like first career save. Yep. They totally went into hug watch. Yeah, they had hug watch at the end of the series, and then but uh, Cardinals sold everybody, um, and the who let's see the and the Marlins got David Robertson from the Mets in their garage sale that they had. So a uh, lot of moves. My opinion: if the Cubs really are just going to go out there with what we have right now. It would really be nice to have a guy that wasn't Anthony Kay. I'm sure he's a very nice man, but uh, I don't want him to be our sole lefty in the pen if we're really going to do this. You know, like, let's say we do catch the Reds. We catch the Brewers. We we need another guy. I can see Billy in the green in the green room right now. He's like, catch the Reds. What the hell are you talking about? What kind of show is this? So I was like, we need a lefty. So here's the lefties with expiring contracts. Um, 
Number one, of course, is, uh, you know, Josh Hader. Uh, Will Smith, Drew Pomeranian, who we, who used to, we used to call Pomerantz. Aaron Loop. Anyway, the the list, the list is long. There's club options. Matt Moore, Andrew Chafin, Aroldis Chapman, he already moved. Uh, Wandy Peralta. Uh, if the Yankees, I thought maybe if the Yankees would be willing to sell, they're in last place, even though they're not out of it. Um Richard Blair, who I don't know who that is. He's got a uh, Brent Suter, who actually I want to talk about him for a second. Um, and then there's a bunch of other guys. Jarlin Garcia, Brad Hand, who the Cubs are linked to. Sean Doolittle, who I always wished was a Cub. Um, Chasen Streve, who I don't know who that is. My old friend Justin Wilson. And then uh, look at the bottom of the list. Daniel Norris. Remember when we had him? Oh, yes. I remember when we had Daniel Norris. I remember when we had Justin Wilson. Yeah, n- neither of those guys were good. I remember well, oh, when we uh, had a role this Chapman. In, in fact, everybody talks about trading for Candelario, and he was part of that Justin Wilson trade. Well, can I can uh, out of the, here's the problem with the postseason tournament that they're going to do is that a lot of these teams need their lefties. Like they're not going to trade them; they're going to stay on the team, um, and that's why the Rockies seem to make sense with the Brent Suter and the Brad Hand situation. So I just want to highlight that uh, specifically the Brent Suter situation because this is why this guy needs to come to Chicago. So Brent Suter throws with his left hand. Check. From Chicago, Illinois. Check. In his Jesus year, age 33. Check. Um, <laughs> went to Harvard. Check. Um. From Cincinnati, check. So he's got friends when we go play there. So, yeah, um, drafted to, by the Brewers in in the thirty first so round. So he knows the Brewers situation. So yep. check. He's a he's a NL Central guy. We need to bring him back. I don't care what it takes. We need Brent Suter on the Cubs. Here's the thing, Danny. Here's the most important question: How many Tommy Johns has he had? I don't and think if you any. say none. He's off the board. We don't even want to look at him. Um, The other person that we're linked to is Brad Hand, who also throws with his left hand, Um, but he's not quite as good. He's got a 463 ERA. Um, Brent Suter, he's got a 285. That's much better. But Billy DeVore says in our private chat here that he's going to be a red. But Brad Hand, I mean, he's a little, I don't know, also in his Jesus year, uh, 33 years old, second rounder from the Marlins. I don't know. The only thing I can think of when I see Brad Hand is I was, thinking, Hand. I was thinking about this. If you're here and I'm here, isn't it our time, Mr. Hand? <laughs> no. Oh, is that Fast Times at Ridgemont yes, High? That's yeah. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Um, the other person, and this is a question, actually. Do you think the Yankees would sell being in last place? They should. Um, no, actually, they shouldn't because they they're, are in last, they're in last place, but they are still over 500. And they're still, I mean, they're they're struggling, but they're not terrible. Like, at, say in the chat, too, should the Yankees sell? And if they sh- do sell, should they sell us Wandy Peralta? No. If if anything, if 
if the Yankees are going to sell, it's going to be that soft sell that we were hearing about last week or whatever, because they're actually a, a fairly good team. They just happen to be in a brutal division. And but that could turn around next year. They could actually pick up their guys that they need next year in free agency. There are options there. You know, it's like it's weird because it's like they're in last place, but they're actually kind of a good team, whereas the Cubs are have a chance to win the division and they're not a real good team. Yeah. Well, that's why I, I don't know. It's I, there's a lot of teams on the bubble. Like the, I think the Yankees are one of those. I think it's very similar to the Cubs in, in that respect. And I look at a guy like Juan Peralta and these are expiring contracts. This is like, they're not going to get anything for this guy. He's, you know, it, he's a free agent next year and um, you know, he's a valuable lefty. He's got a two twenty nine ERA. Um, he has 32 strike. The strikeout numbers aren't quite there. Like uh, they are with Brent Suter. But um, he's still oh, pretty good. Well, two twenty nine ERA, one point two WAR. So if it's you know that package of minor leaguers that the Cubs are going to need to move around anyway, then yeah, I mean, why not get some of these young guys if they think that they can get something out of the Cubs minor leaguers? But there's nobody on this like major league team that's that makes sense for them to that makes sense for the Cubs to trade or for the Yankees really to, to want. Uh, I don't think the, the trade just doesn't match up unless they're willing to go all minor leaguers for Wandy Peralta. Uh, Bernie says Yankees will not sell judges back. And uh, David says, yes, the Yankees should sell judge Coke and Rizzo to us. <laughs> I like that. I've but- heard that the Yankees have been selling Coke. They deny it. And uh, Ari says Yankees only three behind for wild card. Not going to sell with judge just getting back. And see, that's a, it, it really is kind of ruining tra- trade se- season in, in that way. But oh, trade season used the to end not of season tournaments ruining this well, league. Here's the I other part. See that coming. But, you know, trade season, this is kind of a new thing. I don't remember as a kid it being like, oh, my God, here comes the trade deadline. And and granted, it used to be earlier, the trade deadline. But it's been this late for quite some time. And it, it's just grown every year. And now it's like a national event. And everybody, like, you know, you got Brett Taylor doing the blogathon, And, like, you know, people stayed up all night write, writing articles and talking about it, doing specials. And, you know, MLB's 24-hour news cycle of the trade deadline, it's – Seems a little bit more hyped anyway than it used to be. Anyway, I, 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 I think we need a lefty. Any, any other people on your wish list? I have a chaos scenario. The Mariners are saying that they might be willing to give up their closer, Paul Seawald, who and still has a year left of arbitration okay. after this is season. Is he a lefty? He is not, but his whip is under one. He's got 40 saves in 109 attempts or something like that so far. Like, he's legit. But what would they need for him? That's the issue. So what the Mariners desperately need in their lives is a middle infielder that can hit. Because right now they have a Colton Wong. Who cannot. So, Christopher (laughs) Morrell, I guess? I mean, he would have a lot of fun in that dugout. (laughs) Yeah, I would I'm, hate to lose Christopher Morrell. I well, would. He's my favorite player on this team. 
Yeah. I would too, but then I would also get to actually see him play in person with people that are fun. <laughs> yeah. Right. It would be better for him. It would be it would be the IFG trade is what that would be. That would be the you, Cubs would get better because they would have a really solid bullpen arm for a year and a half. You're and just the Mariners sur- would get better because they would have a middle infielder that knows how to hit a baseball. And the Cubs may as well because it's not like they're ever going to use Morel properly. Yeah, exactly. He might as well just go somewhere where Me? they actually like treat him right, let him play and be like the superstar we think he is. And I have to you don't go and me into agreeing to get rid of my favorite player. I don't want you to do just that. watch the Mariners too. It's not like they're in the same league. You know why you want him up there is because you want to play rock, paper, scissors with him. I do. <laughs> have y'all seen this? I was going to show it later, but I have the video queued up. You get, yeah, you got to show it. Uh, okay, so this is, this is really time. fun. This is uh, from, oh my gosh, what's his name? Uh, Johnny the G.123 on TikTok. And uh, he challenged Christopher Morell to a game of rock, paper, scissors for a bag of seeds. Christopher, can we play rock, paper, scissors for some seeds? And Rochambeau shoot. Christopher has scissors and he has paper. Rochambeau shoot. Rock and rock. Scissors, paper. Let's keep going. Rock, rock. Paper, scissors. Christopher played with this kid until he lost. And then got him a bag of seeds. It was adorable. Dude, seriously, (laughs) that kid sucks at rock, paper, scissors. He lost... (laughs) Or like he he could not win. He had to he had to go like eight times to to win that. The kid sucks. I wouldn't have I would have thrown those seeds, maybe spit those seeds at him. Fuck those <laughs> kids. <laughs> so um yeah, I I would hate to lose him. Um, but you know it was super cute though. In huh? in a in a chaos, you know, this is kind of what we talked about. Uh, I think it was on the post show chat uh last week, is the idea that there could be like some giant move that could be made and not that it would change this year that much, but like, you know, somebody that's not on an expiring contract, like go get Juan Soto. If the Padres will sell, just let's go get him. And now he's on your team for a long time. And that's just how that's going to be, you know, and let's just do bigger things. But, and I know that this is a pipe dream because the Cubs are so risk averse. And so I, all the people that are like, you know, trying to do like the 24 hour blogosphere about the Cubs trade deadline. Like I hate to say it, but I think we're going to be pretty boring. And I think that for the most part, I mean, I'm not totally, but I think Scherzer going to the Rangers. Like, the Rangers are the only team that are like, we're going to do everything we can to win this year. This is what we're doing. And yep. they're all in. Um, and they're only a half game ahead of the Astros. They're probably a shoe-in pretty close for, you know, just to make the tournament. But they're like, no, we're going to win this damn division. And we're going to beat the Astros to do it. They were the first one straight out the box Let's take a roll this Chapman before anybody is trading yeah. anything. They, they just went the ahead and did it. Yeah, they jumped the market. They don't care. So, well, I'm I'm interested. I would like just to get this in here. I would like somebody to go and push Alfie Campos into a cold shower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no top ten prospects. They are my precious <laughs> prospect <laughs> pervert alert. Root, root, root. <laughs> so, um. I want to talk to uh, Billy DeVore when we come back all about, well, A, the Reds and how they're doing, and B, whether they're going to 
add anything. But um, first, I'm going to play two commercials. One is for Cubs PS Plus. Our friend Mike Waller's got a great show. You should be listening to it. He's a proud sponsor of our show. And the other one is for In the Clutch. You get 10% off with code SUNRANTO. And we're giving away an In the Clutch shirt tonight to one of our Patreon members. You still have a chance to join this contest if you join Patreon right now patreon.com slash sunranto and you could win um but uh, we will be right back in just two shakes of a lamb's tail do you ever find yourself longing for long walks and talks about catcher metrics how about a coffee over run differential maybe a candlelit dinner dissecting what exactly is the curious case of miles masturbating if you have i have just the place for you the cubs ps plus podcast come join us cubs ps plus a north side numbers game can be found wherever it is you get your podcasts and on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, all at Cubs PS Plus, a spin on the baseball metric OPS Plus. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. If you like the Cubs a bunch, buy your t-shirts from In The Clutch. We've got all the best styles for you. Dansby Sayer, Morel too. Clark Fly in his double U. Cody Bellinger smoking dudes, vintage shirts from days of old, Patrick Wisdom and Nico. You'll look sharp wearing your strobe, 10% off with the code S O N R A N T O. S O N R A N T O. In the clutch.com is your store for the most fun baseball shirts on the planet. Don't forget to use promo code SUNRANTO to knock a couple bucks off your purchase. Stack or die, we need more cups. Get it all at In The Clutch. Cause if you like the Cubs a bunch, buy t-shirts from In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. And welcome to the Sun Ranto Show, Mr. In the Clutch himself. And costume change from IFG, who now has an In the Clutch shirt on her. Of that, her that's, how, that's how hot it is these days. <laughs> we are just sitting doing a podcast, and she sweated through that jersey. <laughs> so, uh, so welcome, Billy DeVore uh, from the New Nasty Boys, very funny comedian and uh, Reds podcaster. Sitting near the top of the division, more near the top of the division than the Cubs, anyway. Um, the king of the Sky Rosa. I, I don't know. I, I I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of introducing you. Welcome to the show. Hold on, Dylan. we're in first. It's it's over. We're in first. It's half a game. Half yeah, a we're game in first. Up. Yep, we're in first. We took two out of three from the Dodgers at oh. Chavez Ravine. Yeah, dude. And up, the, baby, and the Brewers have lost three straight. Yeah, because uh, the Brewers suck until they play the Reds. They were going into that series. They were six games under 500 since May 23rd. And then they took, or April 23rd. Then they took, uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, they went 10 and three against us. So that's great. It was awesome. So you was- can't beat the big brother. Uh, no. dude, and, and yeah, because you lost two or three to them just this last week, right? Yeah, that's- we can't. We can't beat our drunk Uncle Bernie. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks because they aren't good. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, here we go. They're going to get they're going to get whoever it, it's been. It's like they set the rotation to take us out, which was Peralta Burns. And then for some reason, Ray had our number 
and then they just set the bullpen to be like the way would for the playoffs. So it's like, great, this sucks. This is awful. Yeah. Oh. But I hate him. Now, we were just talking about trades. D- do you think that the Reds are going to make any moves? I mean, they, they seem to be just promoting from within, which we will. Less than 24 hours. So IFG brought up that the Mariners need a second baseman. And last week on the pod before that obese to pay Jim Bowden wrote in the athletic that the Reds should trade Bryce Miller to the Reds for Jonathan India. I spoke that into existence on on Monday night. So I think that would be a move because they are looking for a young controllable arm and Jonathan India would be a perfect fit. And we've done a lot of business with the Mariners. So that checks out. And the Reds have done a lot of business with the Rockies. And I think for about like a month, I'm like, dude, go get Brent Suter. He's killing it. Uh, before, I think like at the beginning of the month, he had a sub two ERA. So he had like one bad outing. Right. Yeah. So. yeah he's, he's up over, I, if I remember right, he's up over six, but that's kind of, it's. You can't count that. You have one bad outing as a reliever and it, it completely destroys your era so like right. and when you're the rockies and you just let the guy sit out there and just eat it like <laughs> yeah you know, who is who is that guy that uh wasn't it the cardinals had out there that, j- that they just let him eat that for six runs yeah i mean we did that to levi stout on his debut against the rays in may he came up and gave up nine runs and two and a third oh yeah Sometimes that happens. We did that to your old guy, Alec Mills. He came up from triple <laughs> A, pitched three innings and gave up uh, eight runs. So, well, see, for us, though, he just pitches no hitters. That's all he ever did. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing we remember. Well, I want to put up like your, your guys. Here's, it's maybe hard to read for people out there, but th- there's a, probably a lot of names on here that, you're, we don't we haven't seen the Reds all that much this year, and no. there's probably a lot of names on here that Cub fans, for the most part, don't recognize. Like uh, Will Benson playing left field. Like who the heck is that? Will Benson's been a beast. We got him in the off season from the Guardians. Uh, we traded Steve Ajar, who we got in um, I forget which trade that was, but flipped him. And he was complete dog shit to start the year. He looked lost. He was batting. .088 before we sent him back down. Went down, came back up, and since he's been back up, uh, he's, he's look at that on-base percentage. The guy has just become king at getting walks, and he's got pop. Honestly, I think he should be leading off and not L.A. De La Cruz, but that's a whole other point. I, sh- but- I should say the numbers that I have up right now, this is the last month. This is the last yeah. month of numbers. So Will Benson with a 951 OPS and four dongs. Matt McClain, four home runs in the last month. Now, this isn't that many home runs. You're not hitting a heck of a lot of home runs. In fact, like your offense has kind of come back down to earth recently. You're striking out a lot. You're, it's been an average offense, striking out a lot. Uh, but you're stealing bases, and pretty much you're pretty much the same as the Cubs. Like, yeah, you, we're very similar. Like we're neck and neck in so many categories. When I looked at uh, some of the side by side comparative stats for the last 30 days um, that I feel like we might play each other to a stalemate in these four games coming up. Mm-hmm. But I think 
I think we're pretty evenly matched right now. Um, it's our veteran average guys versus your young guys who are trying to be good, and we'll see who you know. Because like we're facing who was it Abbott? We've never seen him before. He's a beast. He's a beast. No, I I saw that today. (laughs) I I. I was just like, oh my god, I don't even want to see this game tomorrow night. Like yeah. it just makes me and I'll makes put me him, cry looking at it. Andrew Abbott, and this is just the last thirty days or thir- yeah, last month as well. Thirty-two innings pitched, and he's got thirty-six strikeouts, a whip under one, uh, two fifty-three ERA. I mean, just doing great for you guys. It's he goes like brand six new. or seven innings every outing. <laughs> so six of those earned runs were against one start against the Brewers. That's how good he's been. He's he, he doesn't have this, like he's not going to pop off the, the, the spreadsheet on stuff. Plus he's just a dog dude guy fights and he has a really good pitch mix and he's extremely deceiving. He's the guy I bitched about coming that they were holding down in triple a when I came on here a couple months ago, I was like, why is he not up here? Came up and then he's just done nothing but perform. I mean, he held Houston in his second start. He pitched six innings and gave up no runs. Well, and to your uh, dismay about the Brewers, when I was looking at his numbers today, yeah, he's had three starts against the Brewers out of the 10 that he's had total in his career. Two of them were back to back, and the Brewers just beat the crap out of him. But then he he was able to finally write the ship the third time around. Yeah, he's a kid. He figured it out, and which yeah. is which he made the adjustment. So I mean, he's great. Uh, Brandon Williamson's been really solid his last four starts. Um, he's kind of started to figure out. He's a guy that we got from Seattle in the Gino Winker trade. I mean, he's a lefty, and you know he's got a killer curveball, killer slider. It's just his fastball control's been atrocious until the last couple starts. Luke Weaver can go walk into the ocean. <laughs> God, I have a wild stat. Like he's had the most run support. It's it's kind of nuts. Uh, give me one second to find it. But he is um, he's uh, dog shit. And the reason we have to make a move for a starting pitcher is because how bad Luke Weaver is. Now, how is it that you're able to trade somebody like Jonathan India, who won Rookie of the Year, for starting a starting pitcher? Like, who who do you have that that's playing, what, second base for you that's besides him? Matt McClain. Move yeah. him to second. Ellie De La Cruz at short. Christian Encarnacio Strand or Spencer Steer at third. Joey Votto or CES or Steer at first. There's so many options, and the reason we need to move him is because of Scott goddamn not going to extend Boris. Oh, gotcha. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, he's not going to be cost-controllable for your your small market ass. <laughs> yeah, as soon as he, he – he, he was halfway through the 2021 season and then got signed with Boris, and I was like, just move him in 22. Just move him in the offseason. No one cares. Well, you're letting the kids play, and it's going great. And we've been kind of look ask, asking for more of that from the Cubs. And we, and I guess we haven't been getting it. We, we've been kind of getting it here and there in, like, small doses, but it certainly hasn't. Like, I would kill it for a situation, like, when if Matt Mervis would have come up and hit, like, 
25 home runs and taking over first base. We didn't get that kind of performance like you guys did from your Ellie Day de la Cruz. What a fun and exciting team that you have um, going on right now. Like it's not, I'm not rooting for you by <laughs> any means, but I, yeah, I'm, I'd rather you guys than the Brewers. I could see God. a point in the end of season tournament where I may start cheering for the Reds, but it's it, it's going to be a while. Well, the thing with Ellie De La Cruz, he's extremely exciting. I mean, he stole for the cycle, he's hit for the cycle. But if you look, he that cycles chase rate, work. He's like, yeah, yeah. His chase rate is dog shit. I mean, he swings at anything low in the dirt. He chases every slider. His swing's a little long. And it's like, yeah, he can go out there and go three for three with a walk, two singles and a homer, steal two bases. But then for a week stretch, he'll be like 0 for 17. It sounds a little bit how uh, Javi Baez was in his first couple years with the Cubs. It takes time for the kids to grow up. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. No, yeah. and the kid's 21 years old. Who was making good decisions when they were 21? Not me. I can tell you that for sure. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, and then uh, who's this guy, Lively? Blake Lively? <laughs> oh, Ben Lively's uh, journeyman. God, I, he's actually been pretty solid, man. Like, he's, he's, up, he's got his ups and downs, but, like, he's filling a role that was supposed to be occupied by Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo, but they're hurt. Oh, yeah. That happens died, right? with young arm. Yeah, they're not dead yet. Thank God. They'll be back. Um, supposedly, Hunter Green's going to be back mid-August and then possibly late August for Nick Lodolo. Okay. Well, speaking of guys who came back from the dead, Joey Votto returned, and I actually I have been listening to your show, uh, The New Nasty Boys, <laughs> And uh, it sounds like he's been a little erratic, but six, doing some fun homers. things and then disappearing for a bit. Six well, homers. Got, last yeah, month. look at look at that OPS, dude. Seven seven ninety eight. I mean, he's completely changed his game. Where he just wants to get lift and hit dingers, and he's saying, "Screw my average." And you know what? That's fine. Whatever. If you want to do that in your last year in a Reds uniform, have at it, dude. You've earned it. Yeah, I, I freaking love Joey Votto. Like, and, he's, and he's he's Anthony Rizzo should have been that for us. Oh God, yes, he yeah. should have been the lifelong Cub, and you know, just kind of taken over yep. it, and that situation, and just kind of like died in the uniform. But you is know, this I, his last season on this contract, or does he have? He's done right after this year. I think so. Yeah, but so is he, th- then what? Do you think he goes somewhere else? Joey, so the deal with his contract, this is last year, and then the next year is a team option for $25, 7000000 million buyout. Ah, I, if he negotiates, I'm like, look, we'll give you like 13 and a half. He'll be like, sure, I'll come back. But I don't think he will, and I think this will be his last year, then he'll probably just retire because he doesn't want to go anywhere else. Yeah. Um, so let me give everybody the matchups for this week. We got Abbott versus Stroh. We already talked about how great Abbott has been doing for you. Mm-hmm. And Stroh's been really terrible for us. And he's, I, I, they said Bellinger's off the market, but they did not say Strowman's off the market. They, and so this could be his last start in a Cubs uniform. Um, who, he might not even start. 
you know, who knows? We'll see what happens. Then we have uh, Blake, we are on hug watch all night long. Blake Lively okay. versus Justin Steele. Um, Gossip Girl himself <laughs> up, up again. And then, uh, yeah, Justin Steele's been doing great. We didn't even talk mm-hmm. about his start. He did great. Uh, the Cubs won by so much in that game that, it, that like, you know, it, it didn't matter that uh, Steele pitched well. Um, then Williamson, who you're talking about, doing pretty well for you. Uh, but he's got a 448 up against, I guess it'll be Smiley or that opener situation. <laughs> you know, we'll see what that looks like. Could be Assad, could be Fulmer, could be – we don't know. Oh, and give then, me Fulmer. That'd be fun. No, yeah. No, you'll have fun with him. And, yeah. then, and then Jared Weaver, who we'll have fun with, Against Jabez and Tyone, who's, who, who is somehow good again. And we're not sure how, but we're, we're going with it. He got sick of being verbally abused <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> I, I, I think that's right. I was the only, I, I pointed it out. I was the only one. I said he's, he's leveling off. I did, I did not predict him being as good as he has been in two of these starts, but only two of them. He's kind of up and down, but... I was the only one. I want. I want credit for not not hating Tyone when everyone else did. You're not getting credit for liking a guy with an ERA over five. I, but I looked at the, <laughs> I looked at what he was doing, and I saw him. Like, look, this guy is not so terrible. And everybody was like, "That's not what you crazy. said, though. You said you can plan for somebody being consistently bad. Yeah." You can plan for somebody being consistent. Yeah, you're like, we're going to lose that game, so we might as well. No, I yeah. thought you could plan to, to win it, and he's actually just gotten better. But I was pointing out that he was getting better from that May where they tried to fix him, and they ruined him. And now he's finally getting back to where he should have been maybe to begin with. Well, uh, I, that, I, I that's think- the same with the Reds with Luke Weaver when he goes out. They're like, ah, we're gonna we're gonna lose this one. Then the offense scores nine runs. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we can't let this guy walk or lose. <laughs> uh, well, I think we can all agree with uh, Joey W here in the chat. Just uh, fuck the Brewers. <laughs> exactly. We can all, agree. We can all yeah. agree. Um, and I did want to bring up one more thing to you is that David Bell just got a three year extension. Good. Um, now we are here in Cubland. I don't think people are too happy with Ross and how it's been going. Um, and for all sorts of different reasons. I don't think any fans are real happy with how it is. Um, but you guys are happy with your manager. David the manager Bell? doesn't the like it doesn't matter on the field. What he has done is compl- him and Nick Crawl have completely changed this organization, how it operates from low A rookie ball all the way to the bigs and let them join the 21st century with pitching development, prospect development, as you can see that it's working right now. I mean, so yeah, you extend the guy who got all the right pieces. And and this is finally his first time where he's consistently been able to work with a winner, like with a, with just like a long-term plan. Cause in 19, he got hired and then they just snorted a line. They're like, we're going to win now. <laughs> and and it didn't work, you know, and then the, the pandy happened. And then 21 was like, we're going to tread above water, 22 fire sale. And now we're here where the fire sale worked, the development worked, every chunk all the way up worked because of David Bell and Nick Crawl's leadership. So good. 
So keep him around, and the guys in the clubhouse love him. Huh. Yeah, it's awesome, I wonder, man. I wonder where we are because so you're saying twenty two <laughs> in twenty twenty two you have the fire sale, but you do realize it's twenty twenty three right now, so it's only only took a year. Our fire sale that <laughs> and way back in twenty twenty one, and we're still way behind you guys. Uh huh. Do you know why our development's killer, dude? <laughs> like. We brought in Bodie in in nineteen. He was a dick to everybody. Got fired. We learned what what we learned from him, and then excelled and built upon what he had. And there it is. Like it, it's awesome. It's it's awesome when a plan finally works here because it's been thirty three years of my life. I was born. The Reds won the World Series, and the rest of the time it's been a dumpster fire with an old racist lady in the nineties. Sounds <laughs> like me in the Mets. And then the milk, the milkman in the early 2000s. And now we got the grocery boy and the produce man who's like, just let them do their thing. And they're doing their thing and it's working. <laughs> right. So, I, you know, it didn't take us 108 years to win a World Series, but it feels like it when my entire life, it's just been pain. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> It's your whole life. It'll be 108 years. I love yeah. how, like, even I was like, it's been 108 years. It's like, to be fair, I was only around for like 40 some odd of the years. You know what I mean? right. And I was only really paying attention for like 25 of those. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You know what? I will tell you, waiting 18 years for your team to win a World Series is really hard. It's I mean, hard. I mean, shit, right now, I feel like waiting seven years is, is too long, you know? I'm just like, we should have been, we, we needed another bite at the apple, and we never got it. We were promised yeah. this world-class, we were, we were promised we were going to be the Yankees. We were promised we were going to be the Dodgers, and none, nothing like this took place. We are the failed version of your team. In fact, <laughs> God, that is a depressing thought. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'll bask in that. I, I, you know, I'm sorry, but I'll, I'll live it. I'll live in it. It, it, it. It's just so nice, man. It's nice that like last year we went from people walking around wearing "sell the team" shirts, and then this year they're like at the ballpark. I'm like, you fucking bandwagon pieces of shit. <laughs> they need to track the sales of everyone who bought one of those shirts. Hand it over to security. Banned. Get out of here. Banned. Banned. I actually saw somebody wearing one of those sell the team shirts at the game. I'm like, are you even fucking paying attention? (laughs) Well, maybe he wanted to buy the team for himself because it was so good now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he should have bought it. Yeah, he should have bought it last year when the evaluation was dog shit. <laughs> Instead, he's just sitting there looking like a buffoon, then looks up and he's like, oh, who's in first place over there on the foul pole? Yeah, oh, no, he's, he, moron. He, he's just a colorblind dude that got a colorblind A's fan that got swindled. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I got a he's, shirt for you. He's looking down. He's like, wait, I thought it just said, sell me a team. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's so fun, and I think they're gonna make if if it makes sense, they'll make a move. Um, they're definitely gonna need to make a move to get another high leverage reliever, be it Suter um, or somebody else on that lefty list, because we don't really we have one. His name's Alex Young, and what's really funny is his last name's Young, and his beard is gray. Oh. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> It's like you know Bob Walk or something like that. Where uh, I, mm-hmm. I love a good picture with uh, 
or or one like uh you know a like a really small guy's named Big or something like that. <laughs> oh no, the who's the guy that we got in our system? Luke Luke Little, Luke Little who's he's like six foot eight. Five. I love him. <laughs> yeah. He's well, like and, six foot eight and throws hundred and five miles an hour. So uh so uh, uh good luck to you and your team. <laughs> I, I I I bet you we split at Wrigley. That's that would be if I was a bet man and I am not. I bet you we split. Um, I, I I think we get carved up tomorrow night from your new guy, um, you know the uh, Abbott guy. Hey, I have a question. Hi, I have an answer. Do you remember Jim Abbott, the the guy who had one hand? And, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Threw a and, perfect game for the Yankees. I think. Yeah. Now, that, mm-hmm. any any relation with this Abbott? No, he has both of his hands. <laughs> Gotcha. Every every Abbott that's related to Jim Abbott has one arm, and and they marry into the family, get their arm taken off. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I got hungry in the womb. (laughs) (laughs) I think we take I honest like honest to God, they're gonna drop the lively one, and then they'll take because they're they're like good on the road. It's very odd. They're on a heater right now. So, and they just got out of a brutal July. So I'm very excited for August. There could be some time for some separation, depending on the moves they make. And who knows? They're in the Verlander sweepstakes. Yeah. I mean, that would be, that's what I'm wondering. Like, will they make a big move? I mean, are they just bidding up some prices? Are they just making some phone calls? You know, it's like. (laughs) Nick Nick Crawl came out and publicly said, hey, uh, he didn't start by saying, hey, listen. No, he said, <laughs> hey, hey <you> guys, <laughs> hey, listen to me. And it's like, you have a mic, dude. Chill. Um, Nick said, Skyline, listen. Nick, listen to me. Stop chugging chili. <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, he said, with the fans coming out and the increased revenue that the team has made since people are coming to the ballpark, we have a lot more financial flexibility to be able to make some moves that we wouldn't have been able to make in the past. So keep on coming out. Keep on coming and we'll get you a little shiny toy little red spin. <laughs> yeah, he's just si- he's just sitting there going, "Money please." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Raise it raising the price of the skyline in the stands. La, La Rosa's pizza is now 9 bucks like, "Oh yeah." Oh, they raised food. ticket prices pretty quick. It was aggressive. My uh, my Phyoptics mm-hmm, ticket that I normally get, which has that $9 voucher that Danny and I did, uh, went from $19 to $33 in a week. I was like, really? Fuck. Wow. So, and it's hey, the special. It's the special. They still <laughs> have the 321 Tuesdays. That's great. So, like, it, it's a part of winning is that they're like, well, we got to capitalize. So, uh, not to change the subject, but I'm going to change the subject that we're going to finish this show and then we're going to go on over to the Discord and have a little post-show chat over there. So, hopefully, you you can join us over there. I know it's pretty late over there on the East uh, Coast. I'm actually on the East Coast right now. But but, uh, I I wanted to – this is a clip that um, IFG wanted to share from the the Japanese old-timers game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's called the Suntory Dream Match. Uh, they've done it every year since 1995. So Suntory, it's a beer, whiskey, like liquor sort of company. Mm-hmm. Um, they have old retired players come. They split them up into the Suntory Premium Malts and the Dream Heroes. 
And this is the nastiest pitch I've ever seen in my life. This is being done by uh, Hiromi Makihara, who is 59 years old. And he once threw a perfect game in 1994 for the Yomiri Giants. And um, unfortunately, it looks like Alex Rodriguez was calling uh, what's uh, behind the plate. But here we go. Take a look at this pitch. It's a lot of fun. Oh, he's arguing it too. He threw that behind his back. He actually goes behind his own back and throws the ball underhand from behind his back. That was incredible. It it was like this amazing, like, 12-6 curveball from behind his own ass. But he deked him, and then he pretended to throw with, like, a a normal. Overhand, too. Overhand. It's That's like incredible. six blocks at a time. I don't know. But, <laughs> but it hit the zone. That's the best part. That was like the first ever home run balk. They just balked him straight from the plate around. I'm impressed by the frame job, honestly. Behind the back, get ready, then just snaps it on in there. Oh. Man, yeah. I want to see Randy Johnson doing that in an old timers game. That you know, I mean, they, they used to have old timers games. They don't. I, I don't. I think the Yankees still hold mm-hmm. one, and but and the Cubs used to do it, but they haven't for years. Uh, I haven't seen that. Much. that would be we do, great, you know, we do a softball game, so that's fun. Well, imagine if Randy Johnson's getting ready to throw. He's faking, he's deacon, but then instead behind his back throws a dead bird. <laughs> <laughs> Tosses a dead bird out there. It's like, ah, 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 surprise. I just keep this in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> he just goes into his glove and he throws and it's just pfft. He's like, I've been saying like, this for 30 years. Yeah, I got, I got the bird. <laughs> so, uh, all right, well, I'm throwing a contest, and it's for uh, it's the Bleacher Bum Band video contest. It's going to run through the end of the year. All you got to do is go on TikTok. All of our music is available, and you can just make a fun video, uh, and um, we're, we're going to judge you on it, and you will win a prize if we deem you the winner of the contest. I'm just going to play little one. This one's set in uh, from Wrigleyville Bum. <laughs> Uh, from I think it's the, the one I picked is Cubs of 69 just to show a little bit of just to kind of give you an idea of a video you could make on TikTok. They got castigated by Leo the Lip. They played no home games at night. Jenkins enhanced 300 and each pitched. It put their shoulders on ice. While hippies at Woodstock made love in the mud The Cubs split four games with the Giants And the New York Mets were eight games behind The Cubs of 69 The Cubs of 69 They were the Cubs of 69 The greatest second place team of all time Never led again after September 9th The Cubs of 69 Nice! So, 
Yeah, nice. Uh, so, yeah, great job, Joe. And he's done actually quite a few of the songs. So he's gunning to win this competition, I can already tell. And not only uh, will the winner win a song written by me uh, for an occasion of your choice, like a birthday or an anniversary or something like that that you can give to somebody else, uh, but also I've decided to sweeten the pot. And I'm giving away this Justin Steele autographed uh, picture that I got at Club 400. So that's in addition uh, to the song. You'll you'll win that as well. So uh, all you got to do is uh, make a little video of any Bleacher Bum Band song and uh, just send it to me pretty much on uh, on TikTok or uh, Instagram Reels or uh, all the places you find. Tag me so I can see it. And I'll bring it on the show and we'll have a show sometime at the end of the year where we will pick a winner and uh anyway i want to see some of your k-pop choreography let's go yeah i <laughs> know yeah, no, yeah if, for the listeners it was uh, a bunch of awesome pictures of old the 1969 cubs and old cubs teams in that video so, so it was like a, a homage know, to the cubs oh, of 69 yeah nice. it was really cool but you can do whatever you want on this which is why I, I was like, hey, where are the dancing teenagers? Because that's actually what I thought what I was about to see. I thought I was going to see Wrigleyville Bum doing like, I don't know what they do. They Doing the doing the monkey? Is that what the kids do today? They do the monkey. I don't know. They do all sorts of weird stuff. The hippie, stuff. hippie shake. <laughs> What's the one where they're doing like this? And then they tell truths about themselves or something. I don't know. So... Uh, you know, the kids are doing the Charleston, I think. <laughs> um, so we do the Chicago Rag. <laughs> the team of 1869. So, um, we, to do. We, are, <laughs> we, we are throwing it. Now, this is quite the segue, but we're throwing a memorial for our friend Dan uh, in, the, in the bleachers where we're going to do the Dan Nielsen rag. Um, no, uh, we're going to honor our friend who would actually think that was very funny that I yeah. just said that because um, he was a funny guy and uh, he died. And so we're all going to get together and we're going to enjoy each other's company and honor him on September 20th. I have just dropped the link to the Facebook event in the chat. And I also want to thank Todd Burkhart because he texted me today. He's one of the bleacher bums. And he's like, hey, that thing you're throwing on the 20th. Uh, do you need a bleacher ticket? I got an extra one. I go, I'm going to give it to I'm like, if you got an extra one, I'm going to give it to Dan's mom. So that all worked out great. So now we're getting Dan's mom into the thing uh, as well from Todd's donated ticket. So thank you, Todd. And I freaking love Cub fans. We're the best. And yes. um, if if you haven't, here's what's going to happen uh, at that event. Buy a bleacher ticket. We're all going to just figure it out. We'll find a section. We're going to sit there. And uh, if you uh, if you've never used SeatGeek, I always forget to say this. Use if you've never used it before. First time users can get twenty dollars off any order of fifty or more if you use the code Sunranto. But if you've already used SeatGeek, then you don't get that. So, um, and we get ten bucks too. Start a new Gmail account and sign up for SeatGeek again, <laughs> and use. The code to get twenty dollars off of your fifty dollars ticket. 
and then and then we'll get ten bucks, and then it, maybe we'll get like fifty bucks total. And then when Christopher Morell gets traded to Seattle, I'll send that to IFG so she can go see Christopher Morell and cheer him on like I used to at Wrigley. Exactly. Yeah. And then he'll be like there and adorable with Gino. Being oh. all cute in the dugout. You're making get me sad. Gino. Um. And then uh, I wanted to wish a happy birthday to <clears throat> the inventor of the pillow mitt, Steve Trout. <laughs> <laughs> it, is his, it is his birthday today. I did give him a text. Did he ever send you your damn pillow? No, no, I was just going to mention. <laughs> I, I didn't get the pillow yet, but I'm, I'm sure it's just lost in the mail somewhere. And, yep, the, you know. the price includes shipping. Because I, he's not shipping. Ostensibly. <laughs> he's just I mean, taking the money. No, I, I did. I sent him 25 bucks, and it's not a lot of money. I'm not gonna like pursue it too bad. I but I I, I but I'm gonna pursue it a little bit because I I I want the pillow. I do want it. You know <laughs> I was like sleeping like this the other day. I'm like, see, this is you know, this is what I need the pillow in before I'm sitting here. My hand is You should be like this instead. <laughs> Matter like if I was like this, but it was could be softer than the palm of my hand, right? You know, I, I, I've, I've and twenty five dollars is enough. To, maybe they were out of baseball. They, it's him at Joanne's fabric. <laughs> it's him. He doesn't have. He's making these things. He's sewing them himself and attaching the elastic. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you you know you, you know what you could do. You could go to the, in the clutch dot com, put in the promo code Sonranto, get your couple bucks off twenty five bucks, then take that shirt, put it on the side of your face. Yeah, exactly. You just just, just nice. wrap that shirt around your fist. Like mine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What? Which is that? The uh, is what is that shirt? Oh, it's Shohei. It's Shohei. Yeah. It's on the plate. Or on the mound, it's showtime. Nice. This, is, yeah. this is just until I get my Shonley fans T-shirt. Yes, that's that's my that's mine and a couple buddies' creation. And we were like, "There's no way they're going to approve this." And then it sent it, and it just said, "We got the email from the Players Association approved." I went, "You're shitting me." <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "Does it make money?" Okay, we're in. We're in. Yeah. Um. Uh, but also, hashtag chance in the chat. Uh, yeah, and uh, you could win a uh, Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom. I, I have, do I have a TFC? I, th- I might have. D- you used, used it already. Up. Yeah, I, I thought I had another one, but oh, I did want to point this out. This is kind of funny. Did you see that the Cardinals are having emo night? <laughs> this sent to me by Val Capone. I just let everybody just kind of like take this in for a moment. <laughs> just like even the concept that it's happening. Um, yeah, I, I heard I you on the Cubs pod. You had no idea what my Cardinal romance meant or like you like you read this part. When I was a young boy, my father took me into the city to see a baseball game. <laughs> this is no dirty little city. It, yeah, that's a line from a My Chemical Romance song. Mm-hmm. The, the Black okay. Parade. Yeah, yep. the Black Parade. That's it. And and Danny's whole job is to listen to pop songs and make fun of them. And he had no idea what that was. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, we, we don't do emo. Like, we're doing, like, pop, you know? like. And to be fair, pretty, 2002 pretty was a long time ago. Yeah. That, and and, and also, that's not really my 
wheelhouse anyway. Like that's just kind of like the missed gen. Like, you know, like when everybody breaks into Backstreet Boys, I'm like, yeah, I was like 28. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that was not. You were my- specifically. You weren't not a Backstreet Boys fan. You were specifically not a Backstreet Boys. Yeah, fan. exactly. So yeah, um- <laughs> that that see that shit would have been in was in my wheelhouse, but instead I was. Uh, bootlegging Pink Floyd albums and getting high in my friend's basement. See, that's what I was uh, doing too. Uh, you know, so yeah. we were. I, we were I missed my living. emo era because I was in a religious. <laughs> oh, the idea so. that in 2002 you were bootlegging <laughs> Pink Floyd, a band that hadn't put out an album in 20 years. Yeah. Hey, you, you know what? I was bootlegging off of Kaza and Napster at that time. Freaking Louis Armstrong and Irving Berlin. <laughs> yeah. Look, I should just have been Gen X at this point. You know, I missed out on so much. Um, Yeah. uh, So uh, anyway, next week, we're going to give away the Amazon prize of the month. But this week, we're so use our links at sunrancher.com slash stuff. And uh, we're going to pick a winner there. But right now, we're going to give away the Patreon prize of the month. Hold on real quick. Were we doing TFCs? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I didn't. I have one. Yeah. I do have one, and uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Billy's going to enjoy this one. This is from uh, the. This is that time of year, twice a year, the Phillies play the Pirates. It's poop. The, it's the poop game. So for the people who are listening, there is a Phillies P, and then there is the score is zero zero, and then there is a Pirates P, and it spells poop on the, the little score bug on the screen you're okay. hilarious michael because like i've seen that meme for like two years now and you're like my uncle and this is like have you seen this meme that, that like everybody's seen for the last six no, years i have seen it <laughs> no, look i'm looking for tfc's out there and i'm like oh it's the poop game i'm always into the poop game <laughs> <laughs> So, um, all right, well, let's give away a uh, shirt, shall we? Let's give away a shirt to a Patreon member. Uh, thank you so much for supporting our show and our baseball habit. But only one of you will be a winner tonight. Here we go. I'm spinning the wheel. Look at all those names. It's a lot. It's a hundred and six. Big money, big money. No whammies, no whammies. And the winner is... Oh my God! It's Artie Boucher. Congratulations, oh, man! That kid is so lucky. He is, man. He, he really wins is. all the t-shirts. And what's what's crazy is that he also sells t-shirts. He <laughs> makes <laughs> and designs t-shirts for wrestling, uh, for this wrestling promotion, the Rocky Mountain Wrestling that he goes around and does. And so he's got only eight million t-shirts, and he keeps winning. Shit like this, like yeah, T-shirts. It's the last thing he needs is a freaking T-shirt, and that's what he just <laughs> won. Oh, well. Oh, you know. there Maybe he can make a pillow mitt out of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, what he doesn't have is exactly right. Yeah. I'll, I'll buy it off for 20. Oh, you know, I wanted to say one thing. If somebody would do me a salad, if you got extra 25 bucks, then you don't mind trying this out. Will you order a pillow mitt and see if you get sent? <laughs> <laughs> Because send me the link. Make sure yeah. you use the payment protection on PayPal for that one. I like how Danny's just like, I, I feel did. like it's personal. 
Yeah, I do. I do. Because remember, because he was mad. He's like, I didn't sell one pillow mitt from coming on your show. He said. So he was mad about it. I'm like, Which that does not surprise me. Like, because he sold one to you. Yeah, exactly. You didn't sell one. Well, he won't send it to me, though. So. You you know what you you should be mad if like you go to the link and he set up afterpay. You're like motherfucker, what? You're gonna let other people pay in chunks and I still don't get my shit? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Come on. <laughs> I mean, you got paid on time. What the hell? Oh come so, on. Um, all right, I'm gonna now we're gonna give away. Are, are we ready to now do the chance? Let's go. I think so. Okay. Okay. Hashtag chance in the chat. If you would like to win a Frank chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom. Hopefully you're all in there because I'm going to press the button. Boom. 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 Wow. It's like, it's locking. Oh my. Oh my God. Oh my God. With the daily double. Artie swept it. Artie just swept. Artie wow. <laughs> the upside is you only have to pay shipping once. Exactly. <laughs> you, you just saved me a postcard stamp, buddy. Um, actually, no, because it, it, in, in the clutch is coming from in the clutch, and the postcard's coming from the, from the house. It's the postcard is coming from inside the house. <laughs> Artie with so, the LOL. Congratulations. I promise it's not fixed. <laughs> I so, did it for I, myself if it were. So hopefully uh, you can come come on and talk to us maybe next Sunday about what happened in this series that's coming up. Four games at Wrigley Field, and then the then the Braves come to town. And so just uh, you know, this we're, we're not sellers. We're not selling. We're actually going to try, and we're going to try to catch mm-hmm. the Reds. And the, this should be interesting. Should be a Doesn't really interesting mean series. We're buyers. No, right. It means we're not sellers. It means so. you're stand. You're you're. You've got your head above water. Right. Yep. Been there. At least this much of it. Yeah. Just yeah. yeah. Maybe a nostril every now and again. <laughs> so yeah. Well, yeah. I'll uh, come back on. Awesome. Well, uh, in the meantime, uh, thanks to my tie guy. Hope he keeps healing up. Thanks to IFG Cotton Devore. I'm Danny Rocket. Uh, we're going to be over on the Discord for a little bit, um, but in the meantime, Spagog. Spagog! Go Red Lights. Hug watch, watching for hugs. All your favorite players getting traded from the Cubs. Hug watch, watching for hugs. All your favorite players getting traded from the Offer you a new car
gonna help me back All the fans are sorry to see you go Sayonara, arrivederci, au revoir, adios We're singing hug, watch, watch it for hugs All of your favorite players getting traded from the Cubs Hug, watch, watch it for hugs All of your favorite players getting traded from the Favorite players getting traded from the Cubs. 